You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. Welcome back. It's episode 34. We have missed you guys. This week, we're super happy. We have very special guests, guests with an S. We are being joined by the sisters who own, operate, and run Forever Freckled Blog. And this week, we're talking about society's impact on superwomen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Confident Chaos Podcast. This is episode 34. We've missed all of you. We know it's been a little bit of time that's passed. However, we have some amazing content, and I'm very excited today to announce our special guest. Not only do we have one today, Tiffany, but we have three wonderful women to join us today. They're very freckly. Very (laughs) freckly. This is the Forever Freckled team. Hi. Hi. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for having us. That's a freaking great name. You like that name, right? Yeah, I do like the name. Super catchy. catchy. Yeah, I like that. So I'm going to introduce all of you, and then I'm going to ask you to take a minute or two, maybe less than a minute, and tell us what you do. And then we have a really interesting topic today that's going to apply to everyone, men and women. And I'm like itching to talk about this because this is driving me crazy most days and almost every day. We'll put it that way. (laughs) So first we have Dr. Katie Friedman. Hi, it's so nice to be here. I'm excited to chat. Um, do are we doing introductions now? Do you want me to give a little information? Yeah, about tell us a little bit about you and what your job is. Yeah, so the three of us are sisters. Um, our blog is called Forever Freckled, and I am the pediatrician. So I work in the emergency room and I do pediatric medicine. So on our website, I do a lot of pediatric health. So you know, we talk a lot about COVID or have over the last you know year, um, but we also do a lot of like allergies versus cold, you know, fever, those types of topics that every parent is kind of going through. And that's my expertise. And that's what we do. Love it. And then we have Allison Strait, who I personally know Allison because she's been taking care of my animals forever. That is right. I am the veterinarian. Um, Katie, the pediatric ER doc is my twin sister. And then our little sister, Carrie, will introduce herself in a bit. Um, Yep. So I'm a veterinarian. I own an animal hospital in Victoria Park, um, Victoria Park Animal Hospital for 10 and a half years now. And I take care of dogs and cats. I'm a mom of three. I also have a pair of twins. <laughs> and, no, um, really? Yes, <laughs> amazing. And um, an older son and a wife. And, and yeah, and I do all the, um, on our Forever Freckle blog, I do all the uh, veterinary uh, medicine, answer all questions about pets, um, which we, as you know, mo- most parents have. So it's a good combo. Love that. And last but not least, not we have least. little sister Carrie. Yes, I'm the little sister. I'm Carrie. Um, I am a wife. I have two crazy little boys. Um, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I love my sisters. We we did this together because we love being together, really. I mean, we fight, but we have fun together. Everybody fights, right? Um, <laughs> and I do all the lifestyle stuff. So I used to work in fashion, and I bring the fun to our blog. So, you know, they do all the boring medical stuff, and I bring all the fun, affordable fashion and products. and The product um, queen. I am She's the queen. like the product queen. She'll find you whatever you need yes. for, like, half off and amazing. It's yes. Just, Love it's been a lot of fun. And we have a brother, but he's not here. He's not here today. <laughs> I always feel like I have to like say that we have a brother because he is a part of our, our sibling crew. But Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of estrogen, right? <laughs> he did not want to be a part of the Forever Freckled yeah. blog. Yeah. Is he freckled, though? No. No. He has not. no freckles? He's not no. freckled. Wow. No, That's interesting. Strange. You're sure yeah. he's your brother, though, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're 50% sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one parent that's questionable. Yeah, we're not sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Good thing it's not two parents, just one. <laughs> yeah. So 
So, Tiffany, we have been talking about so many subjects over the last, oh my gosh, it's been over a year that we started this podcast. And I was sitting the other day having a glass of wine with one of our good friends. You couldn't make it that night. I think you had other plans with your son. And I was sitting there thinking about there's something we haven't been talking about on this podcast. And, you know, we always try our best to inspire people and send really important messages that maybe you're thinking about it in your head, but you're scared to talk about it out loud. Or God forbid, maybe somebody's going to judge you about what your thoughts are. This concept of the superwoman. And I actually had a superwoman cape that I wore last year for Halloween. My daughter's like, bring your cape, mom. I didn't bring the cape, but there's songs about this, you know. Get no, your cape on. When I'm having a shitty day, this is a true story, which was last week. I That Alicia Keys song, Superwoman, I have yes. it on my phone, and that's what I play. I'm like, I'm a badass. I can do this. I love like, it. Yeah. Love it's it. true. Oh, I have it on yeah. my phone. That's, that's, awesome. that's, yeah. that's a good little that tip there. Yeah. That's that's cool. that. yeah. Isn't it weird how music can just like change your mood? Yeah, and I just like her in general. But yeah, yeah she's a she's cool lady. Awesome. She's yeah. rock star. So is Pink. Pink. Oh yes. my gosh, Pink. Love Pink. Pink inspires me a lot. Pink is amazing. So I brought you ladies on. I know you all took time out of your day. You have very important, specific jobs and your moms. They're all moms here. Everyone here is a mom. And we all have husbands and they need special attention as well. (laughs) I'm not afraid to say it out loud because it's true. an extra child? Yes, an extra child. (laughs) Don't know if the toddler will ever grow up, but we love them. And they allow us to be our backbone, I think, to let us do some of the most amazing things that we're all able to do. But I brought you all on for a purpose. I love hanging out with you too. But the main reason I brought you guys on was this image of the superwoman. What does it mean in society? And are we judged for not doing everything all the time the right way? Or are there days that maybe we want to kind of hit the pause button and say, look at all these positive things that we've done in our day, instead of focusing on some of the negative aspects. And I won't get into all of it with my practice but I see a lot of women in my practice that are struggling you know and I find like they're looking for their voice or they're looking for an answer and sometimes I I'm not a therapist I'm never a therapist but I want to say to them where's your girl group you know like where's your support system I feel like you need to have like a conversation with one of your friends you know to boost you up and make you feel like you're doing a lot ma'am you know like take take a break you know and realize how important you are but what do you guys think about that concept what are your kind of initial thoughts about it um, yeah, I think the the idea of the superwoman, I mean, let's define what society thinks that is. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that would be a woman that is a mom, manages some sort of job, runs a household. I think that would be what society defines as a superwoman. Would you agree? In in our society. In our you mean, yes. That just kind of does it all, right? And like, right. And, and, it, and it's able to handle it or whatever. Supposed what is put to be What is put on right. to us. Like yes. what the society would think of a superwoman. My definition of a superwoman is different, but yes, I, I would agree that I feel yeah. that, that 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 defines what people think a superwoman should be. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I, and I agree. I, I have a def- different definition for it as well. Um, but yeah, I think it is hard because when you do kind of have all these roles that you play, whether it be in your job, a wife, a mother, um, the expectation is, is that you can do it all. So when something, one of the balls drops or someone's not having a good day or something happens that's not in the scheduled plan, um, the, the focus is more what didn't happen or what went wrong that day rather than like, 
well, she's constantly always trying to juggle a million things, and okay, so maybe that didn't go right. Um, so it is hard because once you kind of set that groundwork that you can do all these things, it is expected of you, um, and the pressures are different. Would you agree? And don't you feel like then also you put that pressure onto yourself, right? Absolutely. Like yes, we I would then agree. we feel like we are being defined as a super quote unquote superwoman, and so then we feel a sense of guilt or a sense of um, defeat if we ourselves are not meeting our own standards of what that is Absolutely. and that that becomes even more dangerous in my opinion than the actual stereotypic superwoman that exists or that is put onto us by media because we then personalize that and we allow that guilt and that feeling of de- defeat to affect our day and how we uh-huh. how we measure ourselves amongst other people the concept of like unrealistic expectations. Sure. So you set the bar, now you better comply with the standard that you set. And then I always say to myself, well, why did I set the bar so high? Maybe I should have made it a little bit lower that day, but I can't. Like in my my blood, Tiffany knows, like I call her all the time and she's like, just focus on one thing at a time. And I'm like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. She's like, just calm down, Lisa. Focus on one thing at a time. You don't want to give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> Which and, we have this conversation and a lot. She's laughing like, at me right now. <laughs> also that like self-care does not equal into that equation. Like we were having a conversation the other day and right. she had some hours off. And she's like, but I just feel so guilty. Like what should I do? And I'm mm-hmm. like, the reason why you feel guilty is that you don't prioritize self-care. Because self-care is equally as important as being that great mom, getting the snack on the table, you know, right. get, making sure your clients are happy because when you don't take care of yourself as a person then you're not as successful of taking care of other people in my opinion so you have to prioritize that and put on that on the list of the things that you need to do or the things that you need to get done and not feel guilty about it and I think that's a great point is like I mean my my work schedule the hours that I had to be in my animal hospital kind of changed a little bit and I'm working less and it's a very hard feeling for me like I can't I'm trying to resolve the feelings of feeling guilty. Like I can maybe, I don't know, sit and have a cup of coffee and not, you know, my kids go to school and I have some free time. What should I do? And I think that this this image of a superwoman and the expectations that I put on myself as well as what other people think of me, it, it then becomes hard to actually have some free time or to do things for like self-care without feeling very guilty. For sure. I, yeah. this, this whole conversation, you guys probably know about this. I don't know if our audience does, but it reminds me of that movie. My kids love it. Um, Hotel Transylvania. I don't know if you guys have seen it. They go to a, they go on a cruise and yeah. it's this like monster type cruise. Carrie's like, I've yeah, seen it. you've boys, seen it. Yeah. And there's my girls love it. There's like a scene where I, I think it's like a weasel. I don't know. She has like a million kids <laughs> a million kids yeah and like she drops them off at the kids club on this monster yeah. cruise and you know all of them run into the kids club and we cruise a lot so I'm yeah. like oh, I kind of get the kids club concept that's pretty cool and then she's just standing there with her husband when they go in the club for like five minutes and she's like what do we do what now yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do because literally like you don't you don't know what to do mm-hmm. if you're not juggling like all these things and yeah. then it's like what now? Like, should I think about myself? Should I put myself on the bottom of the priority list or should I, you know, shove it up on the top? And, but I, I think also I've learned over the last couple of years, maybe it's, I'm in my forties now. I don't know. Maybe it's because of that, but like owning it, you know, and being able to talk about it and saying, why do I feel bad about wanting to go get a massage in the middle of the day yeah. and rescheduling my appointments from the afternoon to the following day? when my kids have a long dance rehearsal or something and I have some more free time just to 
go to the Conrad and get a massage, like yeah. an expensive one too. And then, you know? and then like, like you myself. deserve. You deserve yeah. and then that you feel okay about. Yes. And so, yes. yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, is like, how do you kind of redefine what a superwoman is and supposed to be for yourself and for what other people think of you so that you, you don't feel guilty getting a massage in the middle of the day. And yeah, that you that shouldn't. becomes like, okay. The self-care whole I think platform is don't feel bad about it. Just do it. But right. you do feel it's bad hard, about it. But it's hard because you it's, do. It's a juggle. You know, like how do I, how do I make it work? We talk a lot, Tiffany and I, about the, um, kind of, we call it our friend Hannah coined it the juggle struggle. And we talk about how balance is really imbalance, you know, the imbalance of life. We did a whole episode on that. And I think it's important to figure out just because society has this image of what you should be doing or how you should be behaving or conducting yourself that as women with profession, you know, professional women that are moms, yes, we can do it all. But at the same time, we shouldn't be judged by that stereotype, you know, like that image of society that this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I always think about like, how can we change that? You know, what, what are ways that we can do to change that image? And how do we address it without, you know, for me, it's always like, oh, you're so bitchy, you know, like, why does everybody want to have to hear what you have to say? And, you know, your opinion. Everybody wants to hear, you think everybody wants to hear your opinion. Right. A little bit, yeah. It's a little bit like that. That's a little bit of my personality. But at the same time, I want it to be a calm area, you know, and a, a topic that's okay to talk about. I mean, I, I think it starts, like, with us, like, yourself. Because I do think the pressure, I mean, I can tell you personally, the pressure is more self-pressure. Um, and, you know, I think it's more, like, result, like, creating that resolution in your brain that it is okay that if you don't you know you didn't pack the lunch perfectly or you forgot about the homemade cookies like you know you're you're not going to be you know the worst mom ever and I I think that comes a lot with like your support like you were mentioning your girls and your support system and like you know constantly working with yourself to feel good about that Um, I also think maybe it, it means like just changing the attitude about like what's expected of us and 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 how you know and not feeling guilty all the time if we can't live up to those expectations and And I think also being flexible right (laughs) with yourself and I feel like when you share your story and your struggle it's not only therapeutic for you but it also helps the people around you right like some of the best feeds or some of the best content that's created is is created out of people's vulnerability and that vulnerability allows other people to learn from them and to feel like they're not alone and when we share those struggles with each other we learn from them like you know like Allison is having a parent a specific parenting obstacle and when you reach out to someone they can then utilize their own experience to help you and I feel like that is is a way to kind of push away that super woman image in the sense that like none of us whether you're a stay-at-home mom and you're hiding in your closet because you need five minutes to yourself (laughs) or you're a career mom that's sitting in your car finishing up emails before you walk in the door or you're someone like us that kind of balances both and you feel like you're never doing 100%. You're not that 100% that best mom you could be or you're not that 100% best career woman that you can be because you're being stretched in two directions. That concept of like superwoman kind of needs to be broken down because we're all superwomen. Like all of us are just trying to get through the day and do the best that we possibly yep. can. And I feel like a lot of times women and and just people in general are very critical of other people incredibly critical and really quick to judge 
And it's also like our job to kind of be like, you know what? I'm not going to accept that criticism. I'm doing the best that I can. And like, so are you and so are you. And kind of just checking yourself and balancing yourself out saying like, your opinion matters to me and I appreciate your opinion, but I have to do it my way, you know? And I, I use that a lot in the ER too. When people are making medical decisions, like they have to come to that with their own journey. Like, you know, they have, they, they make their decisions their medical decisions based on their journey. And I think it's the same with parenting and what's working for you. What There's not a one size fits all. It's all, right. you know, it's all trial and error. And we're oh, all yeah. just trying to get to the same place and raise happy, healthy kids. And, you know, we're all doing it different ways. So I think, I think that like, kind of breaks down I that think wall that's a lot. kind of the premise of our blog. And it's really interesting because we've been doing Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about yeah, this. Yeah, we've been doing our, really our blog, cool blog. Forever Freckled, the three sisters just going through our parenting, you know, struggles. And as you know, with blogs, like you, we always kind of see what is more, what shows more engagement. What do people respond to more? And when we, I feel, and Carrie and Katie, you can correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. Like when we present to our, you know, followers a problem or a parenting issue that we're having or a struggle that we're having, like we more get relatable. more, more relatable, and yeah. we get way more engagement and help and. So I think, you know, you have to be careful on social media because it does paint this beautiful picture. Oh, but, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, right? Yeah. So Instagram like, versus reality. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, a and we're a blogger, so, like, it's, we know all yeah, about that. Yeah, you know. That. Yep, yep. And I actually think that social media plays into that whole yep. superwoman um, definition because you see on, you know, all these women that are... You see what a super, uh, quote-unquote, Instagram superwoman uh, mom should be. Right. And you're constantly looking at this comparing and saying, well... You know, the other day I'm like, you know, grabbing Cheez-Its and all these things from it. And then I'm looking at these pages and there's like these perfectly homemade goldfish made from scratch. And I'm like opening my goldfish. I'm like, oh my God, am I a bad mom that yeah, I, that I'm yeah. buying this from the store? And it's store? funny because I have to remind you <laughs> that we're in. You're really thinking that though. Those are like oh, really I true. I watched, yeah. I watched yeah. like a whole homemade goldfish thing and I was like, that's great for that's her. Crazy. <laughs> Wonderful. Like, I mean, that's amazing that you can do that. But then I, for me, that immediate feeling was, oh God, like I feel like a bad mom. Right, you have mom. To, social it's media is scary, sometimes. and like you should, you should be confident. Yeah. That like, but it does. It takes you down that rabbit it hole. Does. You start to feel what you're not doing right. How um, can I be better? Why are they so great? And how much more can I, I add to my plate? And I feel like a lot of our best engagement is when we ask a question like, hey, I'm potty trading. What tips worked for you? We mm -hmm. get a lot of people that want to give advice, want to help out yeah. people. And so that's the other perception of the superwoman that a superwoman doesn't need help, right? They can tackle it all. Do they it all. They don't need the yep. help. Yep. And, but people innately want to help each other. Yep. Yeah. And so if we can break down that that wall, you can be a superwoman and not have all the answers. And a lot of times we don't. Like Maybe I have an answer to a specific problem you have, but I don't have the answer to what your problem is. And when you can break down those walls and ask the questions and learn from each other, we can learn that really anyone's a superwoman. It's not like what we don't know, but it's all what we know together collectively, in Absolutely. my opinion. And so, for instance, when Carrie's looking at the, uh, you know, homemade goldfish, like, I'm a, I'm a cook in my family, right? Like, I love cooking. And you guys, actually, Katie and Carrie make fun of me all the time because I whip up these ridiculous meals on the weeknights for my husband and I. Oh, boy. We um, actually just did this amazing spoof because yeah, it was, like, a Monday and she was serving yeah. this meal with, like, burrata was, and, like, yeah. peaches. And Carrie did this amazing, like, spoof of her when like she was using, like, American and, like, cheese and, like, a hot dog. And she's like, oh, I'm just like Allison. And it was, like, funny. But it was it was, it was was real, too. because You were it, making fun of her. Yes. Oh, my God. 
that I use thing. a crock pot and then she goes on and she's like head out to your garden and pick your own fresh basil I'm like fresh basil I don't first of all I don't have a garden <laughs> I don't have fresh basil I go to the grocery store I get the prepackaged like parsley yeah. and stuff okay, but let's talk about that because there's the image right yeah. so that's the perfect example I love so it yep then go let's ahead let's talk about that for a second so that's that is tends to be my favorite hobby I love cooking I do gourmet meals my husband loves it we I have a ridiculous garden that I you know grow my fresh herbs and that's my thing but then take my patience level when my kids are throwing a temper tantrum and like I am horrible at that like I have no patience and then there's Carrie who's making fun of my cooking skills but she has the patience of a saint and her kids like you know she will sit and and you know, go through a temper tantrum for hours without breaking down. And I don't have that talent. So. <laughs> Do you want to come to my sure. house? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I'm a, not good at that art form. The, the, the pandemic art. Has, has helped me learn Calm that down. art for, uh, the art form of patience with I my kids. Literally, naturally, I, though, I, let's, let's be clear here because we do have a doctor with us. Just natural You know what? I've always right? been very patient. Or is it a little bit of No, I've always help. been very patient with them. Yeah. And my, my strategy with, with parenting has been more like quiet understanding their feelings and I know like that, that might sound a little funny but um it works for my kids my kids are very sensitive so and they're how old five and two okay and so, the boys. Personally, boys. i think it's some sort of like genetic thing that carrie has because <laughs> i don't i mean I, when my kids start you know on about she starts with like you oh know, my god i start getting antsy, antsy and start breaking down as well <laughs> and then now we're all having temper tantrums but so anyway i think it's but my whole point though is like then you know you then katie's talent is this and Kate you know so it's the the idea of a superwoman it's that it's not that I think all of us have our own different talents and our own different like things that we love and we're good at and then the collaborative group is is really what makes all of us superwomen mm-hmm. which is like collective as a whole yeah, not right. in, in individual parts and that's like a lot of our mission at our in our on forever freckled yeah. is like we're three different women coming from three very different aspects of life in different expertise and like you don't maybe I'm an expert in pediatric medicine but I'm not in in pets or I'm not you know and it's bringing that together and and doing it in a way that's organic and showing people like everybody has obstacles I can learn from you you can learn from me and that's the art and that and the beauty of a community and that's what I think a lot of our our website is is basically a community of support like we also bring on experts or we we did in the past of like a speech a speech therapist or Mm -hmm. an occupational therapist a a pediatric psychologist just to you know we can all learn from each other a lactation consultant all those different types of expertise that we can all learn from each other and it's not just about one person being perfect or a superwoman but rather all of us being superwomen together right and I think also the concept of the superwoman has to include knowing when you need help and not being afraid to ask for the help and not being concerned about what the judgment's going to be if you ask for help. I'll give you guys an example. So um, we have a long joke in our family about if something needs to get done, no matter who's in my family, like my immediate family, I have two sisters as well, my dad, um, my dad's girlfriend, cousins, whatever. If they need something done and they have a short period of time, they always call me. They're like, Lisa, we'll get it done. And I always say yes before COVID. I always said yes. It didn't matter what was going on. I just figured out a way to make it happen because I knew that that person was asking me for help because they needed it and it was very time sensitive and they knew no matter what, I would get it done. Fast forward (laughs) to um, what, March 2020 when like the ball dropped, I guess, you know, I stopped saying yes. And I just said, I cannot help you. I would love to help you. 
you know, the lawyer and the family. So they're like, oh, call Lisa. You know, she'll figure it out. Even if it's not a legal issue, they just think I have the resources to figure it out. I started saying no. And I felt horrible about saying no. Because I'm like, I'm letting this person down. You know, my sister's struggling with this and she needs help. But I had to say no because I couldn't do any more. And if I literally had like 15 minutes extra at the end of the day and the kids were sleeping, instead of me opening up my laptop and doing the last set of 10 emails, I sat and hung out with my husband and we had a chat about something that we haven't been able to talk about in like a year, (laughs) you know? But I started to say no. And at first it was really hard for me, but then I realized me saying no is good because I'm saying, I'd love to help you, but I can't help you, but let me tell you who can. And it established some very important boundaries for my family. My husband was like, whoa, I can't believe this. This is like the new Lisa. But it like immediately I just felt this sense of relief because not only was I letting, I felt like I was letting myself down initially, I was actually not. I was actually giving myself a break by letting people know you can't just come to me with all your problems and dump it on me and I'm just going to figure it out no matter what. Because I don't have that kind of time. And my don't, time's valuable. Don't they say that in your 40s, that's when you start realizing, to like, that's when you start is saying that no. They, so there's, like, some sort of cliche about that. that that's, well, it was 40. You learn that in your <laughs> 40s to, like, you know, start putting boundaries and limits and not saying yes to everything. But I think that's a good point. I think it goes back to expectations. Like, you set the expectation with your family that you would take care of it, you would do it in a timely manner, so they kept coming to you. Yes. And so when you set, and that's, I feel like, the story of my life when you set the expectation that you can do this and you can do that and you can do this well then people are going to expect that from yep. you mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't get done or it can't get done because you're too busy or you have too much on your plate it is a letdown for people but and then, for you and because, for yourself and because you put that expectation on yourself correct but then you keep carrying on and eventually you've set new expectations and new boundaries it took almost a year though there you go and your family and a pandemic <laughs> and your family starts realizing well before, but it worked it worked exactly it worked. And, and then you don't feel guilty that you're saying no all the time because they have learned that they can get you when they're really in a bind but they're going to call this person first because they're, you're busy you have a professional career and you're raising a family and and I'm tired of trying to feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Like, and every it's also important <laughs> on the reverse, right? Like that you're okay with the fact that maybe you don't want to do that or you can't do it. Because a lot of times you feel that guilt of like, I don't want to take that on or I can't take that on, but I should take that on. And I feel like Allison has a oh. really hard time with that. And I'm like, but it's okay to say no. And it's okay yeah. to take time to yourself. And it's okay because you need to do that. And sometimes no is the right answer, not mm-hmm. only for you, but for the person that, that should learn to maybe do it on their own. Yeah, right? it keeps bothering you to yeah. take care of their dirty work. You know, yeah. like enough already. There's people you can pay for that. Yeah, exactly. And not just get it for free. You know, yeah. like, oh, call Allison, call Lisa, she'll help out. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about, you missed a little bit of the blog issue. Because I know you yeah, sorry guys, I was on call at the hospital and I'm selling a house and yeah. Super important. <laughs> they were talking about how the concept of the blog was created so they were talking about how different um, aspects of their life are brought together through this blog and we were talking about how issues related to needing support and asking for help and not feeling bad about asking for support how kind of like social media and how the web has driven people in one way or another to try to figure out what's most important so how did you create the blog to begin with so tell us how it got started say that A lot, so when we started having kids and pets, um, we, and Allison, of course, I'm a pediatrician, Allison's a veterinarian, and we would get all these text messages 
from friends, from family, anyone, a, a high school acquaintance on Facebook being like, can you, my dog is, you know, doing this. What does that mean? Or my child's poop is green and changed colors <laughs> from the last time they went to the bathroom. Like, what does that mean? And like, you know, my, my daughter's fever is 104. Is that, you know, too high? When do I need to take them to the emergency room? And so we basically started writing articles based very organically on the text messages that we were getting and the yeah. questions that we were, the common questions that we were getting. Mm-hmm. And we started just writing articles based on that information. And then it really grew into this beautiful community of women that really do support each other. But we also do a lot of like media work and ambassadorships. We sit on a lot of boards and we do content not only for our website, but we really specialize in creating content for other people that is savable content, that is good content. Because I think that as parents, we don't want just someone to tell us to buy something or, or, you know, why do we want that product? Why is it better for our child? Explain that to me. And so we really focus a lot of our partnerships. And when someone comes to us and wants to work with this, the first question I always ask myself is what can I teach somebody with this product? So whether like it's that. a baby bottle, whether it's a teething product, what it, whether it's, you know, I work for a board called responsibility.org where we talk about alcohol responsibility. What can I give back to our community and what can I give back to the company that provide them with content that is educational? Something you can right. learn from. And it gets people away from that whole concept. I know as doctors, you probably as well as a, you know, a blogger, the whole Google, like just Google it and you'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have a just, whole blog that's like, you'll get you like know. an answer. Like yeah. that's like coming to a lawyer. I'm, like, well, I Googled how to file a divorce. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do it that way. And you're like, no. Well, right? Or they come or in with they're medicine, like, it's got yes, to be way like worse. my child has meningitis. I Googled it and this is what they have. This is and the I'm answer. like, and they brought they're in, like, sitting a web there, they, they had their sippy cup, they're eating their goldfish, and you're yeah. like, they don't, but that's cute. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's why you're here. You're fine. And yeah. we've, we've, we've written two I, different I, blogs yeah, on I, that. I wrote an article in, for, in, for our blog that was just basically about Dr. Google and how it's very dangerous to go down that rabbit hole. I, I have clients come in all the time diagnosing their pets. They tried this, this, and that. And um, both Katie and I always, always recommend don't go for the Google. Call it's a dark it. hole it's a dark, to go down. Bad hole. I do it all the time. What are you talking about? Don't do it. She does. I had She'll them on call speed dial. I told it all. I googled time. it, and it says this, this, and this, Katie. No, and I'm like, nope. Carrie, I'm a pediatrician. I'm like I, my, my husband always that tells that me that I'm not a doctor, and oh. I was like, but my family members are doctors, so like it kind there's of makes a there's a relation, and it makes no. me a doctor through associate. Uh, my my yeah. husband, yeah. Uh, if he's listening. He believes he's a doctor. He is a lawyer. Yeah. He does believe he's a doctor. Very different. And yeah. he argues medical stuff with me all the time. Mm. And I'm just like, wow, you are a strong lawyer, a confident lawyer. You've convinced <laughs> yourself you're a doctor. argue medicine with me. I love it. I'll take that any day. But you have yeah. to be careful, though, because you don't want to harm no. his self-esteem or anything. No, yeah, you know? sure. He's, you have yeah. to be careful. He's good in that department. But... But no, yeah, I, I, I do, like, it, what happens is we're, we're battling with what they've read on the internet versus, like, perhaps, like, the proper diagnosis, and it does kind of um, slow down the progress of treating, in my case, pets, I'm sure in Katie's case, um, kids, obviously. Children. I wrote a good one, Children. too, about, like, if you are going to Google or you are going to use the internet, like, what are good resources to use? Because when people Google something, it's not about how 
credible the source is, but rather how popular it is and, and what the SEO that's put right. into it. So it's really important that when you do Google something that you understand that concept because just because it's number one doesn't necessarily mean it's the most credible yeah. source. Do, so you, I, do you feel your patients understand that though? That's like very high tech stuff. I know, you have to go down to the I, no, no, but I wrote, an, I wrote an, an article that spells that out pretty easily okay. and, and gives resources of that what I like, do yeah. like for someone like if they are going to Google something like good websites to use. Okay. Yeah, because I could see you trying to explain, like, well, the <laughs> the amount of money that's put into the SEO behind right. that particular yeah. website, yeah. and if the person pays a little more for Google Ads and has a really good web developer and yeah. wants yeah. to just shell out money to be the number one, like, if that's you Google, possible. perfect example, if you Google best divorce lawyer in Fort Lauderdale, you might not get me, but that doesn't mean I'm not the best. Right. Right. All right. Just kidding. There you go. If you but, Google you best know. cardiologist, you 100% will get me. Yes. And I am the best. Yes, you are the As best. As I chew my gummy bears. Yes, you are the best. <laughs> you absolutely are the best. But, it, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to under – I think it's hard for people to understand that because they want immediate gratification. They want to look at a problem and say, well, what can I do to get an answer right away? Who really wants to sit there and call a doctor's office, wait for a follow-up call, wait for an appointment? Not that you guys do that in any of your – any of your offices, including you, Tiffany, because you have amazing response to, I know for a fact, because I'm one of her patients, so I can speak <laughs> directly from the heart, personally. But at the same time, you know, it's that immediate gratification. I want it now. I want to know I now. Know I need to know. Yeah. And then you go down this path of dangerous content that's like, mm -hmm. oh, no, oh, no, 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 well, no, no. Well, it's no, just no. like social media, Google, social media, the same, we go back, we go full circle back to like this, like, perfect image of what a superwoman is like it's it's all the same thing you just have to be super careful when you're on the internet and how much it's going to ha have an impression on you and how much you're going to take as fact when you're googling why your pet is vomiting <laughs> oh yeah that's probably a good one and i think yeah. you need to be careful on instagram about the amount of people that are um saying bad things towards you like the trolls because we always get oh, some messages the trolls Tiffany, she's talking about the trolls <sighs> the trolls you know like we have sorry. a whole episode about trolls <laughs> but you know ahead, if I'm you're I, but if you're if you're a super mom right and you get these messages that says i can't believe that you're potty training that way or how is he two and a half and not potty training you start to feel bad about your choices and that you're not the perfect mom it can be really damaging to a parent and I've had that's happened to me a lot of times where you've gotten a message and, and like oh you know they sleep training and, and letting them cry for two hours at a time is horrible I'm such a bad mom and then there's other parents who have a completely different way of, of parenting their child and that can be really hard on your self-esteem I know for me personally it was for a while until I found my confidence in who I was and what you know what I bring to the table and, and it just it's a difficult slope on social media mm -hmm. in oh, all yeah. aspects of your life. And I think it's even worse for our kids that are totally. exposed to this. What a different world they're going to be growing up in. Oh, knowing about all these things that are accessible, you know, through the web. But I want to go back for a minute and then we got to wrap this up. I really appreciate you guys taking mm -hmm. your time to come here today. The biggest problem I think that we see in all different aspects of life is this image. You know, the image that you have to fit into this cookie cutter personality or this cookie cutter box or this little square you know like your ideas your beliefs you know how you parent your children how you discipline your kids what you think is okay to eat or healthy foods versus unhealthy foods or you know when you should go to the doctor when you should try to you know self-diagnose at home and also coupled with the fact that as moms because we're all moms here 
can apply to dads, but we're all moms here. You have to be confident in knowing what you're doing is the right choice for you. And if you don't know, or if you have a question, it's totally okay mm-hmm. to ask for help, no matter what it is, yeah. right? And if it's not your strong point, and you may maybe you're not good at making homemade lunches for your children at school, like mm-hmm. you could just like be okay you is that what that. you mean? <laughs> you could just simply be okay with that, and I think that's the biggest thing is just being okay with like maybe what you're not good at, and like not putting pressure under oh, like pressure that okay well, I'm not being a super mom or I'm not being a superwoman because I'm not good at that. Like just accepting saying yeah. I'm not good at that one, but I'm really good at cooking dinners at night, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're speaking personally, right? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about. No, no, no. I'm not talking, not about. talking I'm not about having me. a mental no. breakdown no. here on this podcast. I'm not. No, it's okay. This is a safe space. That's why we created the podcast, yeah. Allison, for everybody to be able to to speak about it. But I think it's really important, and I I like to talk about issues that some people are scared to talk about. You know, like oh my gosh, what is that image? You know, or what's wrong with you, or why can't you do it all? That it's totally okay to cut things off your list mm-hmm. and I, I'm speaking like to myself right and now cut literally. people out of your life cut people out of your life That's yes cut the yeah. toxic I'm super good at that people Tiffany's really really good at that actually I'm I have I don't know if they've heard it I, I I've said it multiple times because and I said it again if it doesn't make you happy it doesn't make you healthy or make you money it's a waste of your time mm-hmm. like seriously and I think like we all like long for uh, the acceptance of others and that's also to some Human, capacity, yeah, a waste of time. Not like in the sense that like you don't need somebody else to validate you. You, if That's you right. feel like mm-hmm. it's the right path for you, then it is the right, right path. Mm-hmm. And we, as as I, super women. That's part of that, that that feeling of needing to be validated or feeling like, you know, someone acknowledges that I did 150 things right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a dangerous slope as well, I think. Absolutely. Well, and I, I also, you know, I, sorry, guys, I, I've had to step out multiple times because I'm on call and there's just a lot of stuff going on in my life, so I apologize. But, we forgive you. It's okay. Um, I, yeah, because I'm a superwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, I always talk about people think, it's a selfish thing when I say you should put yourself first, put yourself first. I don't mean, when you say that, it sounds very selfish. Like, oh, she only cares about herself and others. No, no, no. It's because I love my son, so therefore that is putting me first because I want to show him love, right? Putting me first is doing things that make me happy. My son being happy makes me happy. My husband being happy makes me happy, right? If I don't know you, I don't, it's not that I don't care, but it's like you don't facilitate my happiness. So it's like you can go do whatever you got to do and I'm going to stay over here doing what I got to do. So you go do you and I'm going to come over here and be me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I, that's when I, I say that all the time. Like people say like, how are you so happy? I'm like, because I just do things that makes me happy, mm-hmm. right? right? Being a doctor makes me happy. That's why I'm good at it. I enjoy what I do for a living. Right. When I don't enjoy it anymore, I'm going to stop doing it, right. right? And I know a lot of people don't have that, the ability to do that, right? But at the end of the day, your job makes you money and then you can buy stuff that makes you happy, right? So there's like a downstream effect of, of whatever. Or you're supporting Domino your family effect. and your family makes you happy. But at the end of the day, like caring what, you know, Joe Schmo thinks about what I have, what I do, who I'm with, what it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't affect my life. And that's what I think people, there's like a, there's a break in the system. Like how does that affect, how does what I'm doing affect your life, right? right? Or how does what you're doing affect my, it doesn't affect my life. Yeah. That's and I feel I, like a lot of people don't, do the things that they're passionate about because of the fear of what other people are going to say. That's right. Or what yep. they're gonna I would think. agree. Yeah. Like I, like, you know, we, I have friends that were like, Oh my, it's so impressive to me or like it, that you guys put yourself out there or we even had like, does it make you nervous that like you put yourself out there like that? Is that like, you know, and you have to like push away 
what other people feel about the decisions that you make and do what you love to do. I love to educate people. I like a platform where I can help other people and that's what's important to me. So as much as I appreciate your opinion, you know, I'm not gonna let that affect me. And I do think that people get pushed into jobs that they're not happy about or the equation that they don't feel is the right the equation for them because they have that fear of what other people think. Like create that 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 you know that community or the feed or the Instagram handle that allows you to maybe showcase something that you are passionate about. And whether don't it's feel gardening bad about doing or it. yeah, or whatever don't feel your bad hobby about it. is. It's like when you're talking about fashion, right? Like I can appreciate what someone else is wearing and think it looks nice, but that's not for me. Right. Like that ain't gonna look good on me. It's not for me, right? So it's the same concept. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just that you know. But I always told, I tell you this all the time. Like you can wear whatever you want. If you're wearing it confidently, it's gonna look good. Period. Yep. End of story. Yeah, we talk about that all. You the time. can buy the most expensive shit in the world, but if you're like walking around like, oh, no, yeah, no one feeling me. bad like, about yourself, look terrible. It's yeah, not it's gonna true. look good. Yeah, it's true. that's that goes back to our famous line: perception is reality. Yeah, it's true. we talk about that all the time. Yeah. Ladies, I want to say thank you so much for joining yes. us today. We've really enjoyed having you. Hopefully we could do maybe another session yeah. um, for an, another subject because I know we could sit here and talk for hours. Definitely. But Carrie, could you just plug your blog and yes. where everybody can find you and talk to you guys? So our website, all of our articles are on foreverfreckled.com. And then you can, um, you can go to our Instagram page, which is at foreverfreckledblog. And we're, we're active on it all the time. We, we do a lot of medical stuff, fun stuff, but we also banter. We're sisters. So we, 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 we make fun of each other a lot. We make fun I of Allison that. a lot. I Allison's can see a that. Target She's a, a target. So we She's do. a middle child. I'm a middle child. I get yeah, it. I, I get it. Right? Give her a break. Well, I got it for win. one minute. She like communicates with non-communicative things all day long. <laughs> Animals. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they respond they well always to say, her. you know, because I'm a pediatrician, it's not the same, patients. Same, same. It's the parents. Well, you know, like, but you know, you know what? Like, you have to, like, but I like, say that. I said people say, "Why didn't you do pediatrics?" I'm like, "Because you have to deal with the parents." The parents. Yeah. And then I, I, my other joke is like, it's practicing veterinary medicine pediatrics. They can't tell you what's wrong with them. They're just 100%. crying. And, <laughs> and you have to go by what the parents say, which is probably not any. Not true. Yeah. true. There was so much blood. <laughs> right. Not really. No, not really. They weren't breathing for like eight minutes or eight no. seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then you do what I do, and you have to deal with the children, which is usually worse, actually. So, <laughs> Sometimes. Worse. You guys, make sure you all stay healthy and stay grounded. <laughs>